Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 
Hey, welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem. It's We usually do a year in review type of show, but it gets confusing and it gets hard because I can't remember all the albums that came out over the course of the year, and then you leave ones out and people get offended. So we're just taking a look back on 2012 tonight, and we're going to play some of my favorite songs. Kenny's going to be calling in a little bit. Hopefully Tommy will stop by. I know he's watching the Giants and why that's beyond me because I think they're down like 20 points or something. So uh, maybe he will call in. But that was Overkill. That comes off the Electric Age. I saved yourself. And for two albums in a row, Overkill have put out some of the best music out there. Ironbound in 2010, I picked as my favorite album of the year. And I have to tell you, Electric Age is coming pretty close this year. There's just something about uh, certain bands. And Overkill are one of them and Testament are another one. You know, uh, Overkill's never really gone anywhere. Testament broke up for quite a long time and got back together a few years ago. But they just seem to be getting stronger and stronger with each and every record. And they're getting bigger and bigger. And they seem to be one of the few bands that keep growing in stature these days. And thank God, you know, it's been a great year for music in 2012. So many amazing records came out from new bands picking up on that classic 80s metal sound. Old bands getting back together again. Bands that have been doing it for the last few years, putting out strong albums, and people and bands that have never broken up or gone away, just giving us tremendous music. Unfortunately, it just seems to only be in the music category that things are good because, as you know, our live shows are down. People aren't going out to a lot of concerts. Bands are having a hard time drawing people in. That was like the last stronghold they had after losing, you know, album sales with MP3, you know, with the illegal downloads. So, uh, but maybe we'll talk to Ken more about the concert scene when he calls in a little later on, because he is our concert calendar expert, so we'll talk to Kenny more about that. But like I was saying, Overkill, another great record by the band, strong album, and I was talking about Testament. So how about we jump right to those guys and get something off their newest record, Dark Roots of Earth. Like I said, these guys just keep getting better and better. His last stand for independence. Stop! 
Uh, man, it doesn't get any better than that, I, I have to tell you. Uh, good stuff over there. But unfortunately, with the good comes a lot of bad. And as a lot of people might have heard already, Mike Scatchy from Rigor Mortis and a ministry died last night on stage at uh, Bruce Corbett's uh, birthday party, his 50th birthday show. Uh, I mean, it's just horrific. You're 47 years old. This has been a, one of those years where we've lost a lot of great players, and Mike just being one of them. And, uh, you know, when you see somebody dying that age, especially when you're about that age, you know, it, it really hits home. But it's a shame, and our condolences go out to him and his family, and uh, I don't know what to say about that. Especially around the holidays, it's horrible. We lost a lot of people this year. John Lord from Deep Purple being one of them. Michael Grant, who sang with Crescent Shield. I can't remember all the people, so please forgive me. I'm just trying to go by memory. Ronnie Montrose passed away this year. We all know Mark Real passed away. Uh, there was somebody just recently from Band Suicide, uh, Silence. I think it was Mitch Luckner, the singer. Uh, we lost quite a few good ones this year. Uh, but you know what? we got to keep going on. At least they got the music left behind for us to keep playing. This is the one segment I don't like doing, the death segment, because it just brings up a lot of memories, especially when you play these guys on the show all the time. You've interviewed them. It's a damn shame. But you know what? Let's go back to the music right now. We're going to get Kenny calling in a little bit. A lot of bands that were big in the 80s uh, had a good run. They kind of broke up and disappeared, but a few of them came back, and one of them is Running Wild. They put out a new record called Shadowmaker. They kind of abandoned the whole pirate theme. I think they should have stood with it because they've done it for so long. wasn't one of my favorite records of the year, but I think we get something on off it for you. you know? Just because I don't like it doesn't mean anybody else does. So here's Peace of Action.
Another band that was gone for a long time and came back, Heretic. That's Tomorrow's Plague off of the Time of Crisis record. And I can't wait because this March, Heretic will be in New York. Not in New York, but in Brooklyn. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. We're going to be playing with Attacker and Viking and Hellstar. Speaking of Viking, next week, they're going to be our guest on the show. I kind of threw today's show together really quick. Uh, we're supposed to have Charlie Steinhauer from Paradox on tonight. Uh, but I got a call Wednesday that he had a doctor's appointment. He wasn't feeling well. And if you saw the press release today, uh, he's going for open-heart surgery. So uh, we wish him the best of luck. I hope he gets over that real quick and gets back to making music because the new Paradox record is tremendous. And uh, maybe we'll get something on off that a little later on in the show. I was kind of saving it for him. Uh, Charlie was supposed to be back on in January, but you never know how this can go with that. So maybe we'll play some music by that today. And uh, he had a lot of surgeries. When the band had gotten back together, I think it was in the late 90s, maybe early 2000, uh, they had put out an album or two, and then they had to go on hiatus for a few years. He had a whole bunch of stomach surgeries. So he's had a lot of health problems and a lot, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So hopefully he'll get through this one pretty well. Open-heart surgery is absolutely no joke. So the best of luck to Charlie there. All right, but right now, Mr. Ken Pierce from PiercingMetal.com. Kenny, how are you, buddy? Ho, ho, ho. How Merry Christmas. Doing very How good. How's everybody out there in uh, heavy metal mayhem land doing today? Is, uh, you all enjoying yourself? Is everybody all right? Sure. I think everybody's doing pretty good. You know, uh, it's it's Christmas time. How can you be doing bad? That's true. That's true. You can be uh, – you just can't shake the feeling that one gets around this time of year. I, I like it. I, I, I really much like it. I, I enjoy it so much. I do. I do too, and uh, I, I've been keeping track of all your photography adventures. I've seen uh, you taking pictures of the trees all over the city, uh, some beautiful ones, especially the one in Madison Square Park. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was a lucky one. You know, I uh, your listeners don't know that uh, outside of the piercing metal, you know, land, I try to I try to still do some adventurous blogging and photography, and uh, and just a little bit about that shot. That shot's gonna go in my holiday uh, personal blog one, but uh, I had to share it because it was just so cool. I was coming back from a show, and uh, it had just rained, and one of those. You look accidentally and say like, "Oh man, that would be an awesome photograph if I only had a camera." Then I remembered I actually am a photographer, so, That's right. <laughs> so I grabbed the camera out of the bag. And, you know, you look at you have a couple of beers at a show and you're like, "Oh man, if I only..." Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I do that for a living. Wait a second, that's what that's what I do. So uh, yeah, so I took the I took the shot and it was nice because it was like that uh, that kind of iceberg effect with the with the tree because of the and you wouldn't have got that shot if the ground wasn't wet. So it was kind of fun. So yes, uh, readers and listeners who are checking us out here, just uh, follow the piercingken.com uh, site uh, over the next day or so, and you'll see all of those holiday photos. I just have to put them up online. So there's a uh, my cheap little plug for the personal site over there, Mike. Hey, why not? I know you don't mind this. So. Of course I don't mind. Not at all. That's what we're here for. That's year what we end do. show. Almost yeah, year end. Year end of, well, you know, we were supposed to do it next week, but like I was saying a little while ago, I guess for tonight had to go for open heart surgery, so obviously he couldn't be on the Holy show. Holy crap. Yeah, Charlie Steinhauer, a singer from Paradox. He, Got a call the other day, but he's had a lot of surgeries over the last few years. But this is a kind of a big one, so. Uh, you think? Yeah, so we wind up booking another guest, which couldn't make it this week for next week. But you know what? Let's do it today, and then we'll, you know, we'll have our guest on next week. You know, there's no other. uh, There's 
there's no way to tolerate anybody else's excuse after this one for missing the show. You know, the, there's a guy ready to still call in but going through open heart surgery. That's right, and they were still able to notify me in a good amount of time, so I wasn't sitting here holding the bag. But he would have been all forgiven because that's not like they fell asleep and uh, exactly. Yeah, I decided to take a trip you know, out of state. It was a last minute thing, you know. There's a main excuses, you know, and the bands make it. You've heard them all, I know, and I'm, I hear them I all. think you've heard even better ones than me. <laughs> I tell you, just too much, but it happens. So I think, you know what, it's hard to do a year review show. We were talking about this the other day because there's just, there's just way too many things that go on over the course of years to remember or even look up on the Internet to, you know, keep track of it. And somebody's always, somebody's feelings always get hurt. Oh, how come you didn't mention my band? How come you didn't play this? You always say you like me. You just you can't remember it all. So I figured tonight we'll just do like a highlight show of 2012. Some of the music that I've enjoyed, that you've enjoyed. Tommy sent me over a couple of uh, tunes to play in case he can't call in and looks like he's not going to. So Tommy's busy watching the Giants tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's watching them lose. That's all I know. I thought he, uh, I, I think one of his favorites of the year was the uh, was the new RuPaul. Yes, that was it, and uh, I think we're going to close out today's show with that. <laughs> he he really was a big fan of that. Now he'll learn he'll learn not to. <laughs> As my, when when the both of us are working against him. <laughs> the list he sent me to play are the bands that every time I tell him on the show I'm going to play. You know this band. He goes, I don't play. I'm not crazy about them. But the list of bands he played sent me to play. Well, the bands he talks about that I don't like. Because I'm like, okay. Maybe he's a Gemini. He's flipping, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll get those tunes on. Unless he was just reminding me of some albums. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, what's going on in the world of piercing metal these days? I know it's a busy time of year for you. You're trying to catch up and everything that happened over you know, the previous year. So what do you got going on? Well, well, I am right now recovering from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra show that I saw last night. Oh. Uh, and that, and I say, when I say recovering, I just mean because the total absolute spectacle that that show is is just beyond description. It is, it is one of the finest presentations ever. <laughs> it's just like you want to see lights, go to them. They used to say that Genesis had the best lights set up in the world yeah. for touring. Not anymore. It's just it's Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and the, you know maybe not everybody's down with the whole Christmas theme of it, but they do have some other stuff that's not Christmas related that they just pull out all the stops. And you know this has got three guys from Sabotage in there and uh, other talented uh, musicians. It's just a just a spectacle and a half. You, you just leave with the jaw dropped, and uh, and that was a, that was a great show. And I had just only a couple of days before seen a blowout metal show over at um, Gramercy Theater, and we were talking about bands who, uh, you know, oh, not selling out shows, and that's a problem. And the interesting thing about this particular show that I'm talking about was this show had sold out about three, four weeks before it even happened. And, and it was because of the opening band, not even the headliner. Mm. Imagine that. So uh, and that was really cool because it was, you know, it was an opening band who had never been here before. And uh, and their name is Winter Sun, and it's uh, like a like a symphonic extreme death metal yeah. band. And uh, they're, I'll, I'll talk more about them in a, in a moment. But uh, but yeah, so their show had sold out. So that was and that was only a couple of days after the Misfits show that had happened because That's they right. did their they the Misfits had to reschedule their Halloween show because of the Hurricane Sandy, and uh, they were doing their Nightmare Before Christmas show. 
And whatever you think about Jerry only being the only guy in Misfits who wasn't original Misfits, thank God for this guy keeping the music alive of that band. It's, he's got Des Cadena on, uh, on guitar from Black Flag. I think I remember you were a big hardcore guy, so you must have oh, loved yeah. what Black Flag was all about. Back in the and, day, uh, yeah. Back in the day, you know, couldn't go wrong with Black Flag. And uh, they got the... I forget what his what his real name is, but he calls himself Chupacabra on uh, drums now because Robo retired a few years ago. So, and he just plays a, a, a monster set of drums up there, and uh, it was just a great show. I mean, you know, he does he does forty tunes in an hour and fifteen minutes. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, you yeah. figure Jerry only's got to be what in his fifties by now, right? Too. Oh, easily, definitely, yeah. And. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if you've seen them recently over the, over the last couple of years. And your listeners would definitely like to know this. The show goes over. He finishes. He stays with the fans for a good forty minutes, shaking hands, signing pictures, saying hello. He throws all the. He wears the rings and the and the gauntlets and all stuff. He throws all that stuff out to the fans to to, to fight over. And uh, what what a, what a guy. I mean, who you, you, when you see these guys, my friend, uh, check this out. My, I know I'm going off base here. My my friend went to the, my friend went to this, uh, the 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 residency for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Okay, because uh, the the husband and, and her, the husband really loves the stuff. They went. They said, "Oh, we bought the meet and greet." I said, "Why? You get to meet Axel. He doesn't do the meet and greet." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get to meet all the other guys who were part of uh, the yeah, new Guns N' Roses, but uh, you don't meet <laughs> Axel. <laughs> like, that that sounds right, you know. <laughs> oh, let me pay an extra two hundred dollars to meet these guys. <laughs> oh God! And actually, ain't part of the thing. And here's this guy standing out there for free, you know, for an hour after the show, uh, willing to say hello and shake hands with everybody, who's uh, a lot more important to modern music than Guns N' Roses ever was. It's, it's funny, it really. But you know, it's, you know, uh, talking about Guns N' Roses, Stephen Adler has his own band, Adler's Appetite. He plays uh, most had, of Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah, and then, well, he has a new record out of solo material also, but. They're trying to promote it and they're pushing it, you know, so they're doing a lot of PR and a lot of press. But it's the the singer and guitar player doing all the interviews, not Stephen Adler. Now, you have a band, you know, where the only name in the band is Stephen Adler himself. He should be out there doing the press to promote this band. Nobody wants to hear from two guys that don't have anything going on besides this band or don't have any bands previous to this where he can even talk about it. That's my opinion. I mean, your main guy should be out there doing the press, especially when he comes from Guns N' Roses. Well, you know, you had a similar situation with that, and he didn't. He ended up blowing you off on the interview anyway on the on the show, to my recollection. You had the guy from uh, Corpaclani was supposed That's to right. call in, right? Yeah. And now you were supposed to interview the bass player, right? That's right. You know why? Because the bass else. player is the most fluent one in English. But I understand that. That's okay. But but but, but what's I'm getting to a funny part about this. When I was going to interview the band and I reached out to them, the band was not really famous here or popular here. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to the lead singer because uh, he's the founder. You know, The band was called Shaman, and then they did this, and That's they right. finished. And they said, oh, I speak to Yarko. And I'm like, Yarko's been in the band for four minutes. <laughs> Every question I wrote to him, he didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so tell me, I don't know. Tell me this. Uh, I don't know. And it was so funny because I was like, "Why am I talking to this guy?" <laughs> exactly. I mean, I do understand when when it's a, an international band and other members 
you know, can't communicate or speak the language enough doing it. I, I'm all for that. I understand. It just makes it even worse, like it says, when that member happens to be the one guy who just joined the band, and you can't go back on the history of the band because, one, you know, he may know a little bit about it because he's in the group, but he can't talk about it, and it leaves you very little to discuss with that person. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. But this is the but this is the life we lead as secondary mediums. That's true. That's very true. If if it wasn't for the fact that I don't like to talk to anybody, it wouldn't bother me. But you know, if I am going to talk to somebody, at least give me the guy in charge. <laughs> You're a tough nut. <laughs> what are you going to do? That's life. But um, I know, like we were saying earlier, it's been a great year music-wise. The bands, like especially you know the old guard from the eighties, they've been putting out killer records. A lot of new bands, up and coming, you know, really doing original stuff, putting out great music. So it, it's fantastic that we have really cool songs to listen to this year. But it seems like the industry is hurting everywhere else. You know, we've talked about album sales for years now; they're just down. They're not even; they're almost non-existent. But it seems like this year the live circuit has taken kind of a hit too. And nobody better to talk about that than with you because you're pretty much in every show in the New York area. And uh, compared to years past, uh, you know, how how was it this year out there on the concert scene? Well, okay, uh, I think I think this this year was a really good year, but then there were other shows that um, were emptier than I would have liked them to see. You know, like okay, for instance, um. Let me let me think back. I'm just I'm scrolling through my no. Go my ahead, take your time. Here. No, well I'm scrolling through my list of concerts that I've seen because, see, uh, listeners, you should know that Mike asked me to tell you all five concerts that I felt were the best, and I saw about a hundred this year. So <laughs> that's like a small percent. But um, all right, so so you had okay, you had a bunch of. Big shows like uh, some return well of returning people like loudness came back. Um, uh, let's see, possessed came back. Uh, Quiet riot came back. These were like comeback shows to New York City. Like hey, we haven't been here in ages. So you know I love Frankie Benali and that he's keeping the Quiet Riot stuff alive, but the show was ill received in New York City. Like there was a you know, a few hundred people, and some people left on in it. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys paid money for this. Why are you leaving? I don't leave, even if I don't like the show. Yeah. I want to see the whole thing. I want to see what plays out. Um, it was a great show, but again, not a lot of not a lot of people um, dug into it. And and you know, this was at a, this was a cheap event at a, at a at a good venue. So you wanna you wanna support it. Um, meanwhile, the Possessed show, who were back from the day of the Bay Area Thrash. With only one guy from the original lineup, was a madhouse. You know, at the same place. Yeah. Um, then you have guys like Rick Emmett, who everybody loves from Triumph, saying he's doing a Triumph set, a night of Triumph, or Triumph music. Or I thought it was a night of Triumph. Uh, he was celebrating. He came out w- with acoustic guitar and only played six Triumph songs. And everybody who was around was like, "Wait a second, you know why?" This is this is not what I was thinking this was going to be. Sure. Um, so you know when the when the artists confuse and, and and of course another one another good example was Scott Weiland did a greatest hits tour. I figured that's a that's a rock solid show. Whether you know we're a metal show here, we we play a lot of great great metal stuff. But you can't discount that Scott Weiland and Stone Temple Pilots was not a was not a, a trendsetter back then back at that time. So I said, oh yeah, hits. I mean that shit was all over the radio. Grew up on it. 
and he comes out and plays no hits whatsoever. Wow. And and tells you that he's enjoying doing this odd set. So these are hits to him, not what we expected. Well, <laughs> really? I don't want to hear your hits, bro. Well, you got to you know you got to count on the fact you know that he's probably high out of his mind. So you know. For I him. guess. I guess. But then again, you know, there were also some really amazing, amazing turns out. You know, so it was it was always a roll of the dice as far as shows went. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, Steel Panther always sells out. Um, I don't know if that's because of the shtick or it's because of these people being true metalheads. Um, I think it's a little of both because uh, somebody was telling me once that uh, a competing metal show was empty because Steel Panther was on, and I and I said I don't I don't think of anybody but like let's say you or I were going to going to this other metal show or Steel Panther, and, yeah, uh, and we didn't get to work. The other show, we would go to Steel Panther or or vice versa, uh, because we're we're afforded that luxury. But uh, you know, I think it's six of one, half dozen the other. Half half are real metal fans, and half are like just like I just want to get drunk and scream obnoxious crap at the uh, at the band, you know. <laughs> um, so you had that. Um, you, you, Steve, Steve I didn't do great. His show was a fantastic show. Uh, two hours of great guitar playing. It wasn't a packed room. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't sold out in bands like Kansas either at at, um, at Best Buy Theater. And maybe you know maybe some of these bands don't need to be at the size venues that they are. You know. I could be. It's but then again, theater. creator and accept pack the place, and yet half the fans who were not creator fans are. St- are, are leaving after accept, and other fans who don't care about accept and only care about create are coming in during accept. It's it's just such a it's just a, such a head scratcher. <laughs> you can't figure it out really. You can't put your finger on it because, like you mentioned, an artist that you I would say, oh, that guy's going to draw. That band's going to draw, and they're really not. And it seems like bands that you wouldn't think you know would pack the house in are kind of doing it. So uh, it's a mystery to me. You're right. It's a mystery, and it's and it's almost funny to try to fathom because you can't really, you know, you you, you can't. But uh, it still was a great year for concerts. I mean, if you if you were an avid concert goer and you and you did, uh, you were one of those people that would go to everything. And I I do go to a lot of shows. I try to go to as many as I possibly can because uh, I just like to keep my finger on the pulse of the live scene. And uh, now you wanted me to tell you five of the shows that I thought were the most exceptional. Without a doubt, but before you do that, tell me the one show from an artist that a name brand artist that really had no audience at all there. What was the least crowded show you went to this year? For somebody that we've heard of, at least most of the mainstream would have heard of. I can't say that they had nobody. Uh, Let's well, the smallest crowd. I'm thinking here. There's, you you got to get that music. Do, 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 you know? You oh, that uh, if that's going to help you out, I mean, you know, I could do that for you if that's going to help you out. Gosh, I can't I can't tell which one would have been the smallest because each one was at a, <laughs> each one was at a different size venue, so you couldn't really tell, you know? Well, what would you think would be the the biggest disappointment in the turnout for a group? I thought I I did think that more people would be at both the Kansas and the Steve Vai shows. Okay. I thought those were the two uh, strangeness, but I, you know, I, because of the venue. The venue is is huge. So when when you play a huge venue and 
and you know, but maybe because it was also around the time of 9/11 too, and you know, some people don't really feel like, hey, let's let's go out and celebrate, you know, it's just, sure. you know, not not what people do. So I think it was, I think partially that also had to had to do it. So. All right. Well, give me your give me your big five for the year. My my big five shows, I will say, um, and this is without any sort of problem against any other shows. Uh, my first favorite show had to be definitely Behemoth and Watane, um, which is obviously the blackened death metal bands and the black metal band because uh, this was Behemoth's first time back in New York City after Adam or Nurgle, as he is called, had uh, been dealing with the leukemia and all the treatments, so it was great to see him back on stage. And, uh, you know, he made mention of it once. You know, he said, I'm glad to be alive, and that was it. But the whole night was just brutality, and he wasn't, like, getting into long stories about when I was laying there and, you know, none of that crap. He he was just like, yeah. I'm here to play, and I'm here to be the guy in Behemoth, and this is what I do. And kadoom, you know, it was, it was great like that. Um, following up on that show, I'd have to say Iron Maiden. They still show you how it's done, and it's just amazing to see the intensity and drive that Maiden has on live stage. Um, and this was a great set, too, because they were doing uh, a lot of that Seventh Son of a Seventh Son era yeah. material. This was not all new stuff, which does bother a lot of fans. I try to be open-minded to that. Um, I can see where they're coming from, but I also can see where fans complain because we're just uh, – a little bit too locked into the old tunes, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, continuing on, I think the uh, the Nightwish and Camelot show was another one of my favorites because I consider Camelot family uh, as, as a metalhead because I uh, started my writing career around the time I first caught on to Camelot and got to, to chit-chat with a bunch of those guys, and it was always great to, um, to, to talk to them, and I see them up on the big stage, and they were opening up for Nightwish, who, as you know, are one of the biggest Finnish exports ever and also a very personal um side to it is nightwish is the first band i ever wrote about as a journalist so oh, okay. uh, it's, a, it's a special night for me and i can never say anything bad about kiss on concert man i know people are pissed off about uh tommy thayer being in the band and eric singer being in the band but you know what i i am not stopping listening to kiss music and going to see them live because of the fact that the two guys are not in the band anymore it is just such a exhilarating release for me and that is why I love Kiss Live. And as I just said, TSO, man, just the 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 pinnacle of live shows. It's like you know, there's there's no there's no faux flames in the background with lights and paper. It's it's fire. I hear that. It's like oh, the explosion went off. It was a flashback. No, that was an explosion. You know, it's a real, real, real deal. So that's my stuff. So those are my top five shows of the year. They sound like good ones. I have to tell you that. And uh, you know what? Next week you'll be kicking off another new year, and maybe you'll top this year's count by one concert because you went to an awful lot of shows in 2012. So let's, play, let's play some music and give these listeners some stuff to uh, to listen, and then we'll talk about favorite albums. Uh, okay. Let me see fair? what we can do here. Well, you I know what? Put, I don't want to put them all to sleep here. No, you're not. You're a fascinating character, Kenny. You're one of a kind, man. But you know what? Since we got Reese in the chat room tonight, you know what? We'll do a little uh, new wave. Reese is going to sing for us. Uh, no, 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 no. We're going to play some new wave of British heavy metal for her. Oh, surprise, surprise! Yeah, she's a big fan of the genre, and you know that's what kind of kicked off the whole thing, and you know of what we listened to today. So, uh, 
How about we do, let me see here, what do I got? You know what, let's just talk about the brand new Tigers of Pantang record, a group that's been around for a long time. We had Rob Weir on the show about a month or two ago. We got him like an hour late, so he was like in the middle of his nap time, but he was a fun guy to talk to. So we'll play something off the new record, Ambush. Here's Mr. Dream. Oh, no, Rock and Roll Dream. I'm sorry, what the hell am I talking about? I got to get better glasses. Must. Yeah, here you go.
was Angel Witch, and I tell you, when that record came out, uh, As Above, So Below, I just couldn't get into it. And then about a month ago, I went back to it again, and now I tell you, I have it on all the time. I think it's one of the better albums that came out this year, and a great Angel Witch record. That's a song called Witching Hour. But right now, let's get back to Mr. Ken Pierce. We had to give Kenny a break over there. He was uh, running out of steam. I know. Me? No. Yeah, no. You need, I no. think you need to revitalize a little bit over there, you know? You know, the only thing I've always wondered about uh, radio stuff is you, you never know when you've said enough to take a break and put a few things in, you know? Well, you're here to direct me, so you did a I'm great job. Direct. Calling for a, a you're a new program director. We said that about you. Oh, last okay, time. yeah. You you were calling me the program director now. Yeah, that's true. So. You're the program director, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but you know what? I I don't know what you thought about that. That was Angel Witch, an old new wave of British heavy that metal was, band. That was great. That's the new. That's the new song, right? Yeah, I couldn't get into that record all year, but I just came. You know, I came back to it last month, and I was like, wow, this is really. Good. Sometimes you know, you play something, it it just doesn't stick with you. You just you're not feeling it. Now but remind me. Now remind me that Angel Witch now is only one original guy too, right? Yeah, I think Kevin Harryburn. I I I know he was living in uh, in California for a long time. Uh, he came over from the UK. I don't know if he's still out west or if he went back home or of California. His home these days. Very very difficult getting in touch with some of these bands, which uh, amazes me with you know social media today and you know the internet. There should be no way you shouldn't be able to find information out or oh, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of that is true, but it's also a lot of the legacy guys. They're not using this stuff. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's tricky. Like, you, you know, you have – here's one thing I've noticed. You have fans putting fan pages together. True. And actually, um, you know, acting as if they were the person, and that's not good. You know, I no. mean, there's, there's people that do that, and I, I mean, I was – to to use an example, once I was writing to a, a guy in a Finnish band, and I said, uh, how come you never answer the Facebook posts? He says, I'm not on it. I said, you realize you got about 11 pages <laughs> for you <laughs> that all say to you? And he's like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> sure, a lot of people don't know. And, so, you know, so, you know, maybe that's one thing I'd like to see less of uh, in, in uh, 2013, less – Less phony pages, you know. Yeah, well, how do you stop that? I mean, you know, I mean, you unless, can't. You, know, you really can't. And with Facebook, if you write them about anything, you never get a response back. So you gotta, you really can't do much about it. But uh, it's good for bringing attention to the bands, you know, especially the older bands that people like to know what's going on. But it takes away from the band being able to direct, you know, what they want out there and not out there. And you know, some bands don't care, some do. But you know, it's it's a crazy. I tell you, Kenny, I. I I think this is got, the music business has to be one of the craziest businesses in the world. I mean, especially the behind the scenes work, you know, from record labels to management teams to PR people. This is definitely one of the craziest businesses in the well, world. Well, what what makes you, what makes you say that? Yeah, all right, I'll give you an example. Yeah, if you want if you can if there's a story you can tell the listeners. Sure. Not, well, not I mean, something that would get you in. It's probably the same stuff I rattle on about all the time, especially to you, but I won't mention names. It's nothing bad. You know, but it's like you know, we get press releases, you know, from, from record labels and PR people who want to promote their artists, and they always request interviews. You know, can you, can you, is there anything you can do for my artist? Can you do an interview? Get airplay? So, you know, I get I get them all the time like you do as well. And, all right, I respond to one. So, you know, I'm interested in this. Even though it's not like my cup of tea, I know they're pretty well known, and it would generate interest, you know, and, and bring people to the show. And I says, plus, they fit into the format. So, let me, you know, I write back, okay, yeah, I can help you out. I says, well, let's set something up, blah, blah, blah. 
three, four days go by, I don't hear nothing. They get back to me. Um, well, the the Zen management team says they don't know if they can do it because you know they just wanted to like you know the major media. I'll use that word because we like to use that word a lot over here. We do like to use that. Word. Yeah, major media. I'm like, okay, can you tell me how many people listen to your show? I'm like, okay, I write back to them. You know, six. Six people, that's me, Kenny, Tommy included. So there's three. You know, I'll just make there's, these no, there's I'll just make me, there's, uh, there's Tommy, there's Reese, Reese? And, and guest. Two, and two guests. And we got Carl here today from CarlMetal.com. So seven, watch it, bitches. Yeah. So I'm just making up these numbers. Don't call me. I'm like, okay, I'll write back. I have 10,000, you know, like, you know, live listeners, you know, every week. A day or two go by. Now I'm sorry, uh, they they really not they're not interested. I'm like okay, a couple of days go by, they send the same press release out again. I write them back again. So I like to interview this artist. You know, uh, how many listens do you have for your show? I'm like 115,000 weekly. Okay, uh, how about Monday at 11 o'clock? I, I'm like I'm the same person, the same show because I had extra zero <laughs> to the end. I'm okay now. <laughs> it's the craziest shit in the world. One time I was talking. Hey, you can't let it drive you crazy because the the, the I interest, don't anymore, Kenny. I the don't. interest is is fleeting. I mean, somebody was talking to me once and they said, "Oh, I never heard of piercing metal." I said, "Oh, it's new. I started it last week." And they were like, "Really?" I said, "No." <laughs> it, it, it's just weird, you know. This isn't the old days. It's a whole new ball game today. And I hear bands like, you know, uh, there's some people I deal with, with friend that was like, well, you know, that, that band's management, they don't really want to do internet, you know, internet, internet. Everything's like they don't want to do internet. But where is where are these bands that we play getting airplay? There's Nowhere. No, they're, they're not getting no anywhere, you know. And I know that and I know that it bothers you that uh that uh that the big guy uh always gets uh gets gets things and he's not playing half of the true metal scene. You know, I mean uh you, but you can't let it worry you. You can't. It's like, well, I don't. You know, I, I don't. mean, you know, I don't. Can I plug away? We do what we have to do. I'm thrilled with every guest I have just because they want to be here. They want to come on. They want to talk to you. So I'm happy with that. I don't care. But you send me out there. If you're, you're asking me to do it, and then when I tell you, okay, I'm not good enough for you. I got well, that at home with my wife. I don't need that from a PR person. <laughs> right, you get you get enough guff from the wife, and it's like That's and right. it's often followed with and sit down and shut up after you take the garbage out. So it's not I only are you getting yelled at, but you still have to take the trash out. Oh, uh, I love that. There was one the other day where Gene Hoglin, I guess, because they were in the area, you know, they were doing a uh, right, press. Right, Death Clock, they were playing. Yeah. So I like to interview. Okay, um, I'm sorry. You know, your show's not the kind of show that they would want. I'm like, but well, I had Gene on here twice before. So all I got to do is pick up the phone and call them and have them come back up. But I went through you, figured I use the proper channels, make it, you know, doing it the right way. You're one that preaches that all the time about, you know, going through the proper channels, presenting it the right way. You know, not like you're making that personal phone yeah, call. Yeah, I'm an idiot. What do you want? But you're right. But, you're, but if they want to conduct business the way. They've done in the past, and they want to conduct business professionally. That's the way you do it, the way you say. But don't tell me I can't have him on my show because you don't think my show is worthy enough. When he's been on here a couple of times already. <laughs> well, I I, uh, I will tell you this because I know you were curious about if I was going to do this or not. Or you said in an email you were curious, and uh, I'll tell your listeners a little bit in advance. It relates to this. Uh, I'm I'm once again doing my year-end piece, which is going to be. The, the New Year's medal resolutions for 2013. Nice. I know you liked the last one that I did. I enjoyed it very much. Surely only did it because you liked it. Thank you. Everyone else could scratch. No, uh, not <laughs> really. But uh, but so I decided to do it again. And uh, this time I reached out to publicists. 
I you know I you know I don't have the kind of database that some of our peers and some of our aspired to peers would have, uh, but I have a, a fairly comprehensive um, you know Outlook contact manager. So uh, so I reached out to them people and record record folks. So uh, I wrote wrote to one of them and said, please don't ask this one and this one. I've taken care of it already. And I got a note that was pretty much a slap in the face telling me to never do that again. Hmm. And uh, what makes me laugh is the reason I had them already is because they're actually personal friends. <laughs> it's like, exactly. So never ask your friend anything again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's my job to ask them if they want to be a part of your thing. <laughs> you know? I, I, it's it's a, it's crazy, Kenny. I'm sitting there with a beer. Hey, you down for this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to ask you next time. It's insane. <laughs> and meanwhile, what's funny is they didn't get me anyone. <laughs> so it's like, wait a second, you're telling me not to ask my friends, and I'm not naming the uh, the company or anything because I don't want anybody to to feel stupid. But it's pretty funny. It's like you know, I mean. Uh, Granted, my database is not what some other people's is. You know, I can't say, oh, I was there four minutes before you passed away, and I remember, you know, that kind know. of nonsense. But uh, but I, I still have a few people that I can contact, and I reached out to them as, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a friend in media, you know. And it's, uh, and, uh, you know, and I'm allowed to contact my friends if I like, you know. You have, you have people on Facebook now asking bands if they can photograph people, and bands are letting them do it. It's... Uh, that might be an issue going forward, because in the future, yeah, yeah, because it's not a good thing to do, you know, because uh, uh, people asking the band if they could take pictures at a show is putting the professionals out of uh, out of the ability to do the job, you know, and it's like you're you're not there because yeah, I'm there as a fan as well, but you should not be in the uh, in that stuff, you know. You got to represent right. something. It's the pictures are not supposed to be on your personal Flickr account or your Facebook page. That's not where they're supposed to be going. That doesn't that doesn't help the band. No, so. it's a different business today. It really is. But going back to your your article and your piece, when when you when are we going to get the first glimpse of it? The first okay. The, I did a pre thing saying that I was gonna gonna do it to my uh, to my readers, and I uh, I did that the other day. But I will be starting the article series on. The 26th, which is Boxing Day to all of the Canadians, um, and the day after Christmas to all of us. So it'll be fun. It's going to run. I'm thinking right now, just looking at how how it's being put together, because I'm in I'm in the process of compiling it now. You don't want to put you don't want to put too many quotes in each piece because it's the internet. You want to keep people's um, you know brains energized and engaged and you know, you put a, a maybe ten or a dozen, if possible, in each post. And <clears throat> right now, I'm at about five. I'm, I'm hoping to get about ten individual posts and bring me right into the new year, first week of the new year, where I was going to lead up to the concert for Paul Diano, which is no longer happening. So um, you're clapping. You you were surprised, right? What was the over under on Paul Diano? Not happening. <laughs> I don't. I tell you, I, I think I lost. Right? You know, his agency did the whole world a favor by keeping him out of here, but he's threatening to come back here in June and, and continue that, that tour, so who, hopefully it won't come through the visa. He's threatening to come back to do his goodbye to the U.S. tour. I yeah. think, uh, 
you know, this is funny. I mean, it's not funny that he didn't get his visa and he's yelling about that. It's, but it's funny that this is a goodbye to the U.S. tour. And I think, what better way if they don't want, if they're not giving you a visa, just tell, just tell us to f off. <laughs> you yeah, know? No, I think I, this is supposed to be his final tour altogether, all around, not just oh, all together. Yeah, he's finally packing it in. He should have packed it in about 28 years ago, but he's finally Damn. packing it in for good right now. And it's supposed to be everywhere. But uh, he was saying that he won't be able to get here to probably June or July. They got to get the visa issue worked out. So I'm hoping that it gets delayed one more time. It carries it till the end of the year, and then he won't come because his tour will be over and his career or whatever's left. Well, his tour is not going to be over if he doesn't start the tour. Oh, the he's tour touring elsewhere. The guy, the guy plays nonstop. He's constantly playing all over the place. Oh, I see. European countries or South America. He just has trouble getting here sometimes. And uh, I think there's somebody up in that passport agency that just doesn't like him. Just doesn't want to give him a visa. I, I, I did I say this last week to you on on the air? I, I don't know if I did, but I was telling a friend on on the phone. I said I would like one day for a real diehard metalhead to be working at the State Department and saying, getting on <laughs> blabbermouth and saying, "Hey, listen, I work for these guys, uh, and and the band that just said they cannot get visas. Visas were issued to all members of these bands. <laughs> stop, stop crapping job. on us. You know we ain't responsible. They did, you know, maybe they sold four tickets. You know, um, something like that. I don't know, but uh, apparently he really didn't get a visa for this time, so that's why he's not coming. That's what I'm. The show, the, the show is the show is uh, a strange one, you know. He doesn't he doesn't end up doing all the maiden that he says he's going to do. He always uh, he always seems to pepper it with um, solo material and then then gets mad at the crowd if they're not dancing around for it. It's it's kind of weird. I've, you know, I've seen him twice, and uh, one show was supposed to be all maiden and it wasn't, and then another show was supposed to be mostly maiden and it kind of was. So. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. But remember what you were saying before about no one to take a break? Yes. We're going to have to take a break. Let's take a break. All right. We got to get some music on here. I know, right? All right. Well, you know what? Another genre of heavy metal that's been doing well, and it seems to keep doing well year after year, is, is doom metal. The, the bands just keep, you know, thriving, it seems, compared to other genres of, of rock and metal. And this year was no exception to the fact. You know, the Skull came together. I, I, I believe Trouble is working on a new record, but we probably won't see it until next year. But then again, I had them on the show in 2008. They said it would be out next year. That was four years ago. So who knows if we will get one. But the Skull formed with Eric Wagner, even mm. though he left the band about, I think, a week after the logo was designed. He didn't even make it onto our show. <laughs> Jeff Olsen called in. Uh, he still got the band going. So who knows? And, and Candlemas. They put out a really good record this year. I interviewed um, the bass player from the group, and a week later, he said everything was great. Then the singer was out of the band. So, so much for that. And then Joe Hasselvander, the godfather of Doom, he put out a brand new solo record. So, how about we send that one out to his own band? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, no, (laughs) it's a solo record. Joe plays like all the instruments anyway, pretty much. Good. Yeah, so we'll get something off the new Joe Hasselvander record. Here you go. Let's do it. Thank you. 
That was Candlemass over there, cutting off there, which is probably their last record because uh, they said they're not going to be putting anything else on anymore. We've said this album is the last Candlemass record. There won't be any more, but 
we hear that an awful lot in this business, and a year later, the bands are doing something else. So, Kenny, we only got a little bit of time left. I got to get oh, on I know. the favorite songs get... of the year. So, what do you want to well, do? The... You want to give well, me some favorite records? You want to do your concert count update for the week? Let me do the quick concert calendar stuff, and then I'll uh, I'll let you. I'll give you the five albums, and then I'll let you run wild. And thank you so much for having me as a part of the. Uh, you're part of the show, man. Oh, I I realize that, but I just know that. Uh, all right, so let's let's knock out the quick amount of shows for the week that I have observed. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot going on, and I'm guessing because of all the holiday stuff that's going on is going to keep people um, inside, and they know that nobody's going to go running around at shows. But on the 26th day after Christmas, you're going to have The Machine doing uh, a set of Pink Floyd over at BB King Blues Club. And if you can't get tickets for that one or you really, really liked it that night, you can go again on the 27th, where they will be playing one more time. So that's two shows by The Machine doing the best of Pink Floyd. I saw this band a number of years ago. I'm not really certain who is still in its lineup, but they are really, really good, and they just bring that Pink Floyd experience to the smaller stage. Um, H2O will require you to get some stomping done as the band performs their annual quick Christmas show and performs the Thicker Than Water album in its entirety. That is going to be over at the Music Hall of Williamsburg with special guests Wisdom and Chains, Stigma, and Well Excuse Me, Princess. That is a great name for a band. I like that, think, yeah. Don't you think? I it's think actually, so. I, I actually heard about them recently, and I just love that name. I told them. I love the name. I love the name. Um, scrolling over to the 29th, which is a Saturday, you have Resolution 15 and Car Bomb over at the studio at Webster Hall. Resolution 15 is recently signed to a small independent deal. They are a New York-based band, kind of like a classically-themed death metal band there's a uh, two violins in the band and they and they shred it's just like you you hear the stuff going on at the violin and you think it's a guitar it's just Ooh. that that really cool and car bomb is kind of like a hardcore crossover metal band i think you'd like them because i know you have that hardcore aesthetic deep at heart oh, i sure do um, sunday next sunday is a great great new york level hardcore show chromags our, our headline on the stage of Highline Ballroom with Sheer Terror as a direct support. And you will also have on that bill, let's see, uh, i got to open it up because it's a big one. Um, Rude Awakening, Brain Slug, and Born Annoying. I wow. never knew I had a band. <laughs> now you know. I that's know. Gonna great, that's going to be a great show, but man, hopefully Holly Flanagan's still in jail and he won't be able to get out there and stab anybody during this uh, this time. But uh, little harder, little harder to get into Highline Ballroom <laughs> than it is uh, the studio. I hate to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's all I have for the shows. And uh, like I say, listeners, uh, you know I keep this calendar, and uh, I'm I'm only going to pull out the stops for next year. And you can always follow Piercing Metal. Uh, well, I'll give the, 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 the kudos thing after, right? Well, whenever you want. It's up to you. Oh, I just wanted to tell people to find us on Facebook, and that can be our Christmas present. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, whether it be live or on Memorex, mm. no one knows what that means anymore. I know. <laughs> no one knows. What, isn't it sad when you say a quote and nobody, nobody knows what you mean? <laughs> I know. I know. I remember those commercials, too. I remember there was a show I was at, and uh, – 
I, I was doing the, hey, Ken Pierce, Rush Chairman, damn glad to meet you. Hey, Ken <laughs> Pierce, damn glad. And my friend was laughing, but all of the kids in front were looking at me like I had nine heads. And uh-huh. I said, none of them get it. None of them get it. I said, it's Animal House. I can see a commercial, but anybody, even everybody show Animal House, even the young kids say, Mike, oh, they didn't know the line. I was dying. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyway, yeah, but please, listeners, hey, find our Facebook. And like I said, you know, Mike and I have bitched about its, uh, its effectiveness over the past couple of months because of all the changes. But if you do go to the page and you check it out regularly, even if you don't see it in your feed, you know, check it a couple of times a week to see what's brewing. There will be posts for you to see and engage, and I answer all the mail that's written to me there. And, uh, and you know, I just try to keep in touch with the fans. And our Twitter, of course, also Piercing Metal. And uh, Instagram, uh, still going to keep it. I was going to delete it last week when they said that they owned my photos. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they quickly waffled on that because I think everybody was like, we're deleting our account, and it got into the millions. So, um but again, another secondary medium outside of the main website, which is Piercing Metal NYC. I like to have a little fun with Instagram. And that's how you find us outside of the main website, which you all know already, thanks to Mighty Mike, the there big team. There you go. So now, you wanted to know about my favorite albums of the year. I sure do. What uh, got you going this year? What Music got me going wise. this year? Oh, man. Well, Music-wise, I should say. Oh, Okay, <laughs> you threw me for a second. Uh, what got me going this year? I have uh, a bunch of easy picks. I, I did. Um, I liked so many albums this year, and I hate I hate top lists. I will say, but I'm going to start off with my first favorite of the year was definitely Imaginarium by Nightwish. It was the band's second album with their singer Annette Olsen, and it was a. Uh, it was kind of like a themed album. They're, they were doing a movie, and there was like this whole like uh, kind of fantasy and sword and sorcery kind of premise to the whole thing. I, the movie hasn't been opened up here yet. Um, I'm assuming it will eventually, and we'll get to see it. And uh, We have to see it quick because it's going to probably close fast because you know that stuff that we like never stays open long. you know. So, um, uh, But it was a great album, and very, very uh, symphonic, very power metal, and that's, that's where I lean. And, uh, of course, this is also now the band's last album with singer Annette Olsen because she uh, she fell ill and the band put in understudies who were who were on tour with them. She got mad and bitched about it. She was fired the next day. Um, so there you go. Lamb of God, Resolution, really, really a brutal record. Um, good stuff. It, it came out before all of this... Uh, um, nonsense in the Czech Republic was was being dealt with, and uh, a lot of people think this might be the very last Lamb of God album because if he goes back there and they put him in jail, we're not going to see him for 20 years. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 horrible to think that that could possibly happen because the guy didn't do anything. So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to maintain that he didn't do anything. I, I looked at the footage that, and we've talked about this. We've talked yes, about we have. Don't go don't go on to it anymore. Uh, Winter Sun, this, the album is Time One. It is their first album in about seven years, and it is just, it's just a thrill ride. It's just a, it's, 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 he, he says he designed it to, to be music that takes you mentally away and into like adventurous places, and it's very sweeping, very, very symphonic, really, really good stuff. Uh, yes, there's growling vocals on it, which I know you love over here. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, but there is some clean vocals too, and it's just the sound. It's just the style of these guys, you know. 
and uh, it's nice to hear them back with uh, with an, a strong album that's a, a big contender for a lot of people's favorites of the year. Also loved the Kiss Monster album, really good record. A uh, lot of strong songwriting. All four members of the band are, are contributing strong material. And uh, Gene has said that, hey, you know, stop being mad at us for, for Ace and Peter. Uh, Ace and Peter were definitely part of our foundation. <clears throat> but now going forward, it's, it's Tommy and Eric, and they are strong contributors, and they believe in the band, and, and the band moves forward. And it's a very, very good album. Uh, I think uh, if you can look past any of that stuff and, and – be supportive of a band you grew up with, um, <clears throat> unless you only liked Ace or only liked Peter, then then you can't. Uh, I can't help you. So, but uh, that is a strong record. And my last one is Camelot's Silverthorn. Camelot had been through a lot over the last couple of years. Their singer um, pretty much just kind of walked out just after the tour. Said he needed a break, <clears throat> and actually he didn't really need a break. He had left, and and wasn't telling anybody. So they kind of were waiting him for him to, hey, are you are you done with your break? Are you feeling better? Are you rested? And oh no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so great, yeah. you know. So uh, and and it, and it bothered me as a fan of the band because I really loved that lead singer. I thought he was fantastic. So uh, he's been gone, and they were doing trials and auditions. And they had the guy from Rhapsody of Fire singing on a tour with them. And I said, oh, you know what? He's he should be in the band because Rhapsody of Fire wasn't doing anything um, major anymore. Uh, but they didn't offer him the position. They gave it to this guy, Tommy Karavik. I don't really think I say that right yet. But he's from uh, he's from is it Seven Seven Kingdoms? Something. I, I I gotta I gotta look what band he's from again. I, it totally blanks me. But uh, he is a fantastic lead singer, and this album is strong as hell. The band came back out of the pocket with uh, with a great assault, and that my friend, are my favorite five for the year. Whew. Well, that sounds like an impressive list to me, and I will get on some Camelot for you right now. How does that sound? Oh, fantastic. And everybody, listen, have a Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. And uh, those still doing Hanukkah, if that's still going on. It's Hanukkah still, right? Yeah, it's over last week. Sorry. It's Happy Hanukkah, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> we let the Jewish people listen to the show. It's okay. You can say that. They know my heart is in the right place. Exactly. Don't worry about it. I won't. It's Christmas and Kwanzaa coming up. <laughs> I, I won't go any further because I know you hate when I get that. I'm just, so no, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see a picture of you in a in a <laughs> Kwanzaa outfit on the little caricatures that you put out. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> With the shiki and the That's right. The <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That'll be the next picture. I almost fear a Kwanzaa-themed show from you. Uh, me too. So we'll just leave it for Christmas. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate night, you everybody. hanging out longer tonight with us than normal. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Kenny. Here you go. Kenny's pick, Camelot, Sacramony. Like the shadows of my pantomime 
That's the only bad thing about the CDs when one song uh, blends into another. Some shit always pops up over there. But that was Phantom X with Everspell. Uh, this is one of my favorite albums of the year, the opera of the Phantom. And it kind of brings together all the tracks that the band had released on previous albums into this one concept album. And there's a couple of uh, original tunes on there, some new songs. 
Definitely pick up the sound. It's great, man. Kevin Gucci's got something for us on him. So we're going to do my top five. We actually got one on earlier, Testament. But uh, Phantom X is uh, the next one on the list. Right now, the brand new Accept Record, Stolen Drive. These guys are came back stronger than ever. Here you go, the galley.
Except with the galley. Man, I tell you. My friend Roger, my dear old friend Roger, put a post on Facebook saying that the old school has done us well this year. And he is 100% right, except with the galley. He had mentioned the Testament Overkill, which we played earlier. But I wish we had more than two hours because uh, he also brought up Corrosion of Conformity with their self-titled record from this year. I played it a week or two ago when I did the, the United States of Metal when we were doing the North Carolina show. It's a tremendous album. He was talking about the new St. Vitus and Swans record. I wish we had a longer show. You know, I... I just got a handful of what came out this year, on, and I can't possibly get it all, but there were so many other good records. Exuma, they came out with Damnation, of, uh, Fire and Damnation, a, a really good record. Uh, Sledge Leather Project, they put out a new album, which was tremendous. Ministry with Relapse, which has Mike Scatchy on guitar. He just passed away last night. Uh, I wasn't crazy about The Running Wild, but we played stuff from that earlier. The new Man of War is horrific, so we won't get nothing from that on tonight. And uh, Paradox, we were supposed to have Charlie on tonight, but he's going through open-heart surgery. Hopefully he'll pull through and uh, we'll have him on in January. But the new record is also a really big record. But for the last two records that I'm going to play on tonight's show... These are my two favorite records of the year. I can't pick one one over the other. It's like your kids. You know, you love them both. Or at least publicly say that you do. But both of these albums were tremendous, tremendous records to me this year. And uh, they are my two favorite albums of the year. First, I'm going to get on something off the new Halloween record, uh, Territory. The guys just came back from Europe last month. They had a couple of shows going on. They was, had a great time, it looked like, from the pitches and everything they wrote on the Internet. And i got to give George a call try to get it back on the show in 2013. And I want to thank the guys for the beautiful Christmas card they sent me out. So uh, I had played this song when we had them on the show before the album came out. And it's probably my favorite song on the record. A Ghost Comes Out to Play.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.